from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. That's Mark Bergen, Dennis Coxer with you. Graham Hill producing us this afternoon as uh, Chris Lee swings by and uh, says hello real quick. Um, yeah, last night stunk. As a Canes fan, that sucked. I hated it. Tell me how you really feel. I'm telling you exactly right now how it feels. Like any other Canes fan right now, last night was so frustrating. Dennis. Losing one nothing to the Florida Panthers. Now the Canes trail 3 nothing in a series against the Florida Panthers where neither team has led by more than one goal the entire series. This, series, this whole series has been played at one goal game or tied. That's it. I have an announcement here to make here on 99.9 okay, The me. Fan. Andre Spechnikov, who I know is listening to this broadcast right now, he can have my ACL if he can suit up in game four and swing Okay, that's fine. Well, I'll, I'll make sacrifices too. The lack of offense, you can't win if you don't put one in the in the back of the net. No, and that's the thing that frustrates a lot of fans right now. And it's obviously, it's frustrating to uh, really to everybody. And we'll, we'll hear uh, comments from, from head coach Rob Brindamore on that here in just a moment. But the, yes, like they played such a... Honestly, they played a great game yesterday. And it's not just me saying that. The last two games. Honestly, the last two games. But I'm just specifically last night. Even had like Paul Bissonnette, Wayne Gretzky, Anson Carter, the guys on the broadcast for TNT and their studio and their studio analysts going, yeah, Canes have played a great game. They just haven't scored. Like, they haven't gotten any puck luck. Bring three shots off the post yesterday. Sticking Sergei Bobrovsky making a save right off his toe right there on the goal line. It's like nothing. Nothing is bouncing their way right now. And he's no spring chicken either at 34 years old. This is his very first playoff career shutout. Yeah. He's made dozens of career starts. I got the stats right here somewhere in the notes, Dennis. But it's like this is the very first time in his career he's been able to do that. He's been able to stand on his head. Whatever analogy you want to make. The Canes just couldn't get one by him. And sometimes it's, you're really good. But it also helps sometimes when you're lucky, too. And it's just like, and I know something we're going to talk about this, where it's like, we're, I don't know, a few minutes into this broadcast, and I'm pretty sure he's either saved another, made another save, or another one's gone off the post yet again, Dennis. And that, yeah, I've, Carolina hasn't scored since a minute and 43 seconds into game number two. It was the last time that they scored a goal. They've They've gone over 120 minutes without scoring over 120 minutes without scoring a goal and that's frustrating for us as fans but i know head coach rob brindamore is frustrated rob brindamore spoke earlier on if he senses a feeling of frustration oh yeah i mean how are you not frustrated i mean there's times when you lose and then you know you're frustrated because you got beat but it feels like we were losing but we're not really getting beat and that's that's where it gets frustrating so um you know it's but I mean, the old story, it's one day at a time and we'll pick the pieces up tomorrow and then we'll try to, you know, throw our best down uh, next game and take it from there. All right, so that's head coach Rob Brennan Moore talking about frustrating and, and hits the nail on the head. Yeah, absolutely it's frustrating. You, you're, you're showing something right now that visibly show the frustration. Yeah, it, I mean, they say a picture's worth a thousand words yeah. where it's like immediately after the game, the players are going into the locker room where it's just like, you, you get chance after chance after chance after chance. You get more yeah. shots on goal in the last two games than the Panthers do, and you just don't have the results to show for it. And again, you've got to put one in the back of the net at, at some point in time. And, you know, you could point to officiating. You could 
point to lack of execution on the power play last night. However you want to spin it, you're not going to win if you don't score. And it's mm -hmm. just like the, the Canes have gotten what they've needed to out of their from their goaltending in this series as well. Uh, I thought Freddie Anderson played a great game last night too. So they're getting what they need, but Bobrovsky's just been He's been absolutely spectacular, and really, he's been the difference, in my opinion, in this series. We'll, we'll get to the officiating and all that stuff here in just a little bit, but talk about the the, the post game locker room, the, the the image, the the gif, GIF, however you, want to, uh, however you want to say it, that's been going around with the Canes, which is Gasparri Kokaniemi. This gets into our second thing here at three o'clock. Gasparri Kokaniemi going into the locker room, just, just destroying his stick. I think that's uh, Jack Drury behind him, basically trying to protect himself from that. But this is something that. Okay, yeah, Kokanami visibly showing the frustration, but hey, Kokanami, where have you been this series? Tavo Teravainen, I know you've been back in this series after coming off the broken hand, but hey, buddy, we need more from you. Martin Natchez, I thought, had his worst game of the postseason yesterday, and he's had some bad ones. This one was probably his worst. Pussy, like, hey, star guys, guys getting paid. You talk about guys. Guys got to fill the back of the net. Well, you can't. We, we always point to Sebastian Ajo, right? Because he's the, the top guy. But Martin Natchez, where are you scoring right now? Kokaniemi, Ter Tavo Teravainen, where is your goal scoring? Like, where is your production been? Because it's been non-existent this series. Non-existent. And that's something we'll ask Pat Welter about later in today's show too, Dennis. Is yeah. Who or where do you put the blame to this point in the series where you're down three games to nothing and history is stacked against you? You'd need a historic comeback at this point to say, hey, we're going to win the Eastern Conference Final and do advance the Stanley Cup to where right now it's just like realistically you're fighting against history right now only four teams have done it in the history of the entire playoffs it's never happened in the conference finals before yeah the most recent one was 2014 it was the la kings most recently doing it now talking about the level of desperation you get backs against the wall it's truly win or your season's over the captain jordan stall was asked to, about there being a level of desperation well when you're down three on the road i guess you're gonna be more desperate so um we'll have to be even much more desperate uh, next game and um, find a way to start with one. Yeah, was, the question was like, hey, if, uh, you know, you, you were down 2-0 going to this series, you know, would you feel pretty desperate going to this one? Like, or is there more desperation now? He's like, well, yeah, <laughs> we're down 3-0. Of course, of course we are. But you brought the big, the key there is that as great overall as a game they played, again, they only gave up one goal and it was a power play goal that got deflected, Mark. But you, you got to just, you got to find the back of the net, just some way, shape, or form. And there's nothing, nothing is going in for this team right now. I think they wasted all their goal scoring in that New Jersey Devil series. <laughs> and, you they know, fulfilled just, their quota. They really did. Because if you look at the New Jersey Devil series, the first four games, they scored 21 goals, and they scored 24 goals overall in those five games. I thought, like, yeah, what goal scoring Well, we issue? saw the struggles on the power play again last night, and I know that was a big question going into the playoffs is mm -hmm. where is your production, but not to get a shot on goal during your one power play opportunity. Again, like it, it's, but here's the thing too. Mm -hmm. I go back to the shots on goal, both in game two and game three, and it's considerably more than Florida. Yeah. It's considerably more than Florida. So, and, and they're even saying it, you brought up a great point earlier too, where the legends that are on the TNT broadcast, you've got... <laughs> Wayne Gretzky and the whole crew there, and they're talking about the style of play. Yeah. That the Canes are, you know, in the last two games from 
people who know a heck of a lot more about hockey than I do are saying the Canes have played better. The Panthers are just the ones that have happened to score. Yeah. And, and it's, it. it's as simple as that. And that's, that's, that is probably the most frustrating thing, not only for the team, but also for us as fans, but definitely the team, is that you're doing everything right and you're still coming up on the short end of things. If I had one silver lining, Matthew Kachuk not scoring an overtime goal. Like, that's that's where we're at right now. Yay. That's where we're at right now. I guess that's where we are. Cool. Yeah, of course, he gets an assist on the lone goal from yesterday. Yeah, he's factored in uh, every game-winning goal so far in the series, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, he's, just, he's one of the best players in the world. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In downtown Durham, it's the ACC Baseball Championship getting underway at pool play today. We've already had one game finish, Mark Bergen. We saw... Boston College come back, beat Virginia Tech. Final score of that one was 11-7, to 7, if I remember correctly, off the top of my head. But now we're getting set in about just under 15 minutes away. We're going to have game number two of pool play today. we got UNC taking on Georgia Tech. UNC, the overall number seven seed here in the tournament. And then later on tonight, we got Duke-NC State. Yeah, Dennis, if heaven isn't this nice, I don't want to go. We've got a nice warm breeze. The sun is poked up. Uh, here at the DBAP, the sun is out. It's shining. It is just Beautiful, beautiful weather for some baseball. And and honestly, if you're a Canes fan and you want to, you know what, you need some fresh air, you need to kind of, you know, breathe a little bit after last <laughs> night's frustrating one nothing loss, this is a great place to come go to. You know why? You can We're sitting in the shaded area. It's not hot outside. Grab some hot dogs, drink a beer, and just, you know what, mellow out a little bit. That's totally fine. So I think we all need a little bit of that right now as Canes fans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I want to see if uh, Vance Honeycutt's going to play for UNC today, too. He's one of the top five-star prospects, one of the top prospects in the 2024 MLB draft and outfielder for the Tar Heels, too. So he's missed a few games with lower body injury. I know he's been day-to-day. -day. I want to see if he's playing here this afternoon or not. Well, look at on the roster, look on the lineup sheet. doesn't look like Honeycutt is starting today. But I think UNC, we'll talk to Darren Vaught a little bit later on in the program today at about 445 about who here in the ACC, who's in, who's out, all that kind of stuff. I know NC State barely, they had to sweep their last series just to even get into the, the championship because only the top 12 schools in the ACC actually make it here. So you actually have to qualify for this tournament. But I don't see Honeycutt actually here in the lineup sheet for the day. But we'll talk to Darren Vaughn a little bit later on about talk about baseball. And again, just come enjoy the day. It's nice out. This whole week is set to be nice weather-wise. So you know what? Even if you don't, if you're not a fan of any of these these programs out here, just still come out and watch us and enjoy it. Even if you, for example, if, if you're a if you're a Carolina fan, come on out right now. If you're an NC State fan, come early and hate watch Carolina. That's fine. <laughs> if you're a Carolina fan, hate stick around and hate watch Duke and NC State later on. That's okay. See, Dennis, okay you know how that. to you know how to stir the pot amongst the triangle I, schools. I, you here. know, I love it. I love and then it. Wake Forest is the like literally the number one seed in the country. Yep, and then the, the the number one RPI rankings, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you're a Wake Forest fan, even though they don't play until later on this week, yeah, come out here and, and, and watch and 
just watch great baseball and, and hate watch the other ACC schools uh, that are here in the state of North Carolina. Do it. It's okay. I'm for it. Mark Bergen, you and I are okay with petty. Yeah. Okay oh, with yeah. A little bit. It's okay to hate A little bit of pettiness. Things. We're going to get into uh, a little bit of some of the revisionist history that a lot of people are trying to use with the Carolina Hurricanes are down 3-0. But until we do that, we turn to Adam Gold, host of the Adam Gold Show, which you can listen to right here on 99.9 The Fan and WRLSportsFan.com from noon to 3. He gives us two minutes of gold. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Let's do that hockey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got two minutes for nothing. And it's all brought to us by Dysart Willis, high stakes litigation and defense, online at DysartWillis.com. When I say nothing, I kind of mean nothing. The Carolina Hurricanes have not scored a goal now in 120 minutes and eight seconds. At 1.43 of the first period of game two, Jalen Chatfield scored. Carolina had a 1-0 lead. There hasn't been a lot since for Florida. They've only scored three goals, but the Hurricanes have scored none. And you can't win a game scoring no goals. However, that doesn't mean Carolina didn't play well yesterday. They did. They had chances. Aho goes cross ice for Seth Jarvis. Jarvis has a step trying to cut across, but Forsling, good defensive play. He'll drop it back for Aho. He gets right to the front of the paint, and Bobrovsky makes a save, and then Forsling sends Aho into the net, knocking it off of the peg. Burns able to get it out to Aho now, up to Nason. He's in, and a huge glove save by Sergei Bobrovsky. Nason tried to pick the corner, and Bobrovsky continues his outstanding goaltending. Bokiniemi with a heavy hit on Mark Stahl into the corner. He'll come up with a puck. He'll roll it back for Gostas Bear. Spun for Chatfield. His shot right on. Rebound comes across. Kokiniemi was tied up just enough by Stahl where he couldn't get a clean look. Oh, he had a lot of net. 4.25 left here in the second period. Keynes win the draw. Shea sends it out in front. It goes off in Jarvis' skate. And Bobrovsky might have gotten a piece before it goes through. Pesci in the slot. And he rings the post. Rebound back to Brett Pesci. He'll get it to Kokiniemi. Sharp angle shot. And that's caught and hung on to by Bobrovsky. Oh, Pesci had Bobrovsky beat. The Pesci post probably sums up Carolina's first three games as well as anything. It's not just the great saves that Sergei Bobrovsky has made. And keep in mind, 132 saves on 135 shots. That's a 978 save percentage. But Pesci's shot in the third went through Bobrovsky and hit the post and came out. And Carolina maintained possession. That's how Carolina's series has gone thus far. But I will say this. For the third straight game, Carolina had a higher expected goals than Florida at 5-on-5. This one should have been a 3-1 win at 5-on-5. But none of that stuff matters. I'm just saying that Carolina has played well. Can they get one? Can they give us the hope of getting one? I say yes. Get it. Get it Wednesday. We'll see you Friday and have one final jamboree at PNC Arena. Maybe. But you got to score a goal. Two minutes brought to us by Dysart Willis. High stakes litigation and defense. DysartWillis.com. Check them out online if you need them. All right, Mark Bergen, he summed that up pretty pretty simply. Just got to score. <laughs> you just have to score one. And the thing that's been incredible is the Canes haven't trailed by more than a goal in this entire series despite yeah. the scoring drought. Neither has Florida. I, say, I mean, Carolina scored the first two, uh, the first goal in each of the first two games. 
I want to get to the trade deadline, though, or the revisionist history, okay, though, yes. Dennis, because you know the specifics to where you can say, let's play the results game. Let's say, well, the Canes haven't won. They're down 3-0 now. Yeah. They didn't make a deal at the deadline. Yeah. Let's say you, Dennis Cox. Okay, so a lot of people that are bringing this up, so a lot of people, Canes fans, I was even a bit on board with it, too. I thought Carolina needed to make some move, at least with their top nine forwards, to get something there. They didn't. They traded for Yesse Pugliarvi from Edmonton. Basically, hey, here's a scratch-off ticket. If you hit, great. Otherwise, you're not changing anything that you have. But I thought the Shane Gossespierre move was like, like the rental player that we all expected sometimes the Carolina Hurricanes to make, and it didn't mess up anyone on their current lineup in terms of you didn't have to trade anyone on your current roster away to get them. I thought that was a really good deal when they got him, someone that can command the second power play unit. But some of you are looking at like, well, they're not scoring right now. She should have traded for this guy, should have went and got this guy. He had $10 million in cap space, yet they didn't make a move. I was like, well, all the teams that made big moves at the trade deadline, where are they right now? They're home. They're home. They're watching on TNT from our couches like we are. So... Boston that went and got guys like Tyler Bertuzzi from from uh, from the Red Wings. You look at the, the Rangers. The, the, with Ranger, Patrick Kane. The, the Rangers got Patrick Kane, and before that, even got Vladimir Tarasenko as well. The New Jersey Devils went and got Timo Meyer. Where are they? They're all home. Like Ryan O'Reilly, it's like Toronto went and got Ryan O'Reilly. Again, where are they right now? They're all home, so we can't sit there and look back. Oh, Carolina should have done this, should have done that. I didn't hear anyone complaining about goal scoring in the Devils series when they scored 24 goals in five games. No one was complaining about goal scoring then. So, again, you can't just go back and retroactively do something to fit the narrative for your team. You can't because the goal scoring was plenty fine in the Islanders series. Yeah, you're facing a hot goalie right now. So, no, I I, I don't like people who are going back trying to go, well, they should have done this at the trade deadline. Well, they should have done this last offseason. You're looking at a completely different team if you do those things. And, again, they're one of the final four teams in the NHL right now. Let's not forget that, folks. It's not like they're getting outmatched or outclassed. Adam Gold literally just told us in every single game, the goals expected have been there. Like, they're outplaying overall, outplaying Florida. But, should, no, they have not gotten bounces. Should I add more cold to this fire? Or do you want to talk about the refs? Oh, God. Okay, the officiating we, we stunk. Have time. We have time. Yeah, we'll have to get into this here a little bit because I know yeah. we got a break because we got to bring in yeah. uh, uh, Pat Welter here in just a moment. But, the officiating was not the reason why Carolina lost yesterday. Yeah, Moore even said as such after the game. Too. Yeah, he definitely did. What um, actually, Rob Brindamore, uh, we don't have time for this cut, but Rob Brindamore did talk about uh, the missed call and the explanation that he got late in that game when Shane Gossis Bear got high stick, and that was a missed call. And we'll have time for that here later in the we, show as well. We definitely will. Uh, but let's not forget, Canes fans, the refs missed a double minor against Brent Burns in the first period. He clipped Nick Cousins up high with his stick. Nick Cousins was bleeding. That should have been a double minor. Let's, they, they missed that one, too. So the, the refs were terrible both ways, but you still got to score. Yeah, and like, here's the thing. Even score. if you get one from a power play, so you get one more power play, you still have to get another goal to actually win the game. Exactly. That's Mark Bergen, Dennis Coxer with you. We're live at Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Uh, next game coming up here is... UNC and Georgia Tech, second game of pool play here in the first day of the ACC Baseball Championship. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.